This is Foolish Adventure, episode 49, Business Dashboards. Welcome to another episode of Foolish Adventure. I'm Izzy Hyman, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Tim Conley. Hey, what's up, Tim? Oh, you switched it on me. What? I, what, what how did I switch it? <laughs> You're like, hey, what's up, Tim? And uh, that's my line. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize I was stealing your line. At least I didn't realize consciously that I was stealing your line. I'm yeah, sorry about that. You know, you, you stole my thunder. Is this your way of avoiding the question, though? You didn't answer it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> answering now. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're going to talk about something that's associated with analytics and something that gives you what you call an... In, um, I guess uh, you have an idea of what direction your business is going. It's an interesting tool that Tim was just talking about right before we started the recording. So I, so we said, let's hit the record button. And this is the kind of stuff that maybe our listeners would be interested in. And you called it a business dashboard, which I've heard the phrase before, I think, haven't really explored it much. So what's a business dashboard, Tim? Well, a business dashboard is essentially... Uh, incorporating all the things that you need to know if your business is running properly uh, in into a way that you can digest it. Some people love like Microsoft Excel and have thousands of different spreadsheets and they're able to do all kinds of calculations. Other people are old school and use a pen and paper. Uh, some people have uh, their information going into QuickBooks or some other form, you know, accounting software of some sort. And they have uh, their analytics going into this other form of software. And so they have all this information everywhere. And the idea is to uh, condense that information and, and review it in such a way that it's kind of like having it in a dashboard uh, or, or like if you're a pilot, like an instrument panel, you know, you have everything right in front of you so that you know that your business is running properly. Okay. So what kinds of things go into it? Well, uh, a lot actually, because it's amazing. I am not really a numbers guy, but it's amazing how many numbers make up a, make up a business. There's uh, everything that's on the marketing side, you have stuff that's on the sales side, you have stuff that's in the, the, uh, you know, the back office, like, uh, uh, all the expenses that go with running a business, employee salaries, uh, 401ks, uh, you know, uh, all, all these different things, right? There's, there's numbers, numbers everywhere. So what I think we'll talk about here is, is trying to narrow down like the, the main things to talk about, because we get asked a lot, of, a lot about Google analytics and, and, but the Google analytics is just like a tiny uh, analytics in general uh, on uh, checking out like who's coming to your site is just a tiny part of your business. I, I mean, such a very tiny part of your overall business. Yeah, these are just people that are coming to your site. It's not telling you, you know, anything about your income and expenses hardly. I mean, it might track things like conversions and you could associate a dollar amount with each conversion and stuff, but it's not really telling you your, your income and expenses and, and, uh, you know, which frankly, I mean, come on, the the most fundamental stuff is going to be profit and loss and balance sheets and, you know, and those, those aren't anywhere on Google analytics. Right. Uh, so, so you have to take, you know, you can set up goals like you're, you're trying to, uh, uh, with Google Analytics, you can set up uh, your goals in there and and you're wanting to track like increases in certain traffic, say from Facebook or or you 
uh, are running a pay-per-click campaign. And, and, and so a lot of those things will kind of integrate a little easier. But a lot of stuff occurs offline. Uh, uh, well, not offline, but outside of your analytics package, your, your website analytics. You, uh, your sales are going through what, your shopping cart or, or maybe you're just using PayPal. Uh, you got a PayPal button on, on your site and that's it. Well, you have to, you have to track all that, all that stuff. And, um, and you need to be able to, uh, know at, at a moment's notice, if your if your business is growing, uh, stagnating or failing. Now, what I've typically done is look at this stuff on a monthly basis, like the big picture I have, I create, it's so funny because in my corporate life, I had monthly, I had weekly reports, I had monthly reports, I had quarterly reports. Well, for me in my own business, I've basically simplified down to just monthly reports. So every month on the first of the month, I go through and pull data from Google Analytics and pull data from PayPal and a member and all these different sources. And I don't have a full dashboard, but it gives me an idea, you know, like, is my traffic increasing? Is my revenue increasing? Uh, what kinds of impact did promotions have last month? How are each of my business units doing? Because really, my business is made up of Izzy Video and paper clipping, and now Foolish Adventure is, even though it's a separate business, it's still another business, you know? And so there's these different uh, revenue streams, and there's... And I, I want to make sure it used to be that I had rolling R's, but I want to make sure that that everything that I'm doing is increasing. It's growing. You know, are subscribers increasing? Are the email lists subs- increasing? Um, if so, by how much is does it seem to be picking up pace? You know, the other things you can track that maybe not a lot of people would look would look at is like how many incoming links do you have? How many people do you have following you on Twitter? How many people are liking your Facebook page? How many people, you know these things that are even off your site. <laughs> right, right. And you, you need to, because uh, you start looking at all these numbers and, and they don't really mean anything. Uh, you, you have to put them in context. So that, that's what the, the dashboard concept's about. And, and we don't have a dashboard to sell you. We don't have one you know, to just give you. Uh, you can look for actual software that does it, or you may just want to put together the, the combination of things you need to track. And major things you need to track are uh, your leads, uh, you know, the, the good leads, you know, the Glenn Gary leads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, need to, you need to track your leads, uh, which depending on how you structure your business could be uh, people who have opted in. They, they've come to a landing page and they've opted in for more information on uh, some topic. Say you put out a special report. Now you've got a lead. Now what are you going to do with it? Uh, you you may even consider some some types of sales like a loss leader sale. And a loss leader is that you're selling it at such a low price that maybe even you're losing money on it, and and you're you're selling it so that you can funnel people into uh, a a targeted. Um, sales funnel. So uh, you you do a loss leader. So that could be considered a type of lead. Yes, they did buy, so they are a customer, but they you're not making any money yet. So you need to see if you can convert that that paid lead into a uh, another sale. And at what conversion rate do the does the loss leader convert to additional sales? You know those are those are things you need to track. 
Um, Going back to our three product approach, the loss leader that we use is product number one, except maybe you're not losing money on it. You've lost money in that you spent time on it. Right. So, but, uh, but that's, you know, it's the class, we call it product number one, but really what it is, it's using a loss leader. So, yes. Okay. So, so looking at my leads, uh, what should I be looking at? Okay. One, you need to know the number of them on a daily, uh, on a daily basis. You don't have to look daily. You can look weekly, you can look monthly, but you need to be able to see, uh, track it on a daily basis. In other words, what, I could look weekly, but divide it by seven, find out right. on daily. Okay. Right. And, uh, and you also need to know, like, uh, do you have more leads on Saturday than you do on Tuesday? So, uh, so maybe your advertising that you're doing uh, says, well, my market, I have a larger percentage of my market look, uh, uh, comes looking for my type of service or, or product on Saturdays. So maybe I should do some more uh, pay-per-click advertising on Saturdays instead of Tuesdays. Hmm. So, so that's, kind of, that's the kind of information you can get. If you know when you're getting the leads, you know where they're coming from. So say you're getting a lot of traffic from one particular website in your, in your niche. Well, what should you do? Uh, if, if they're just like sending organic traffic your way, what, what should you do with that? Do you even know that it's coming from there? And do you know whether or not that traffic converts into an opt-in uh, to your email list, or if it converts into buying a product, uh, do you know? Because if you if you can watch traffic coming from one site into your business, and you can see that they're turning into email subscribers, and they're buying, and and a certain percentage of them are buying product, well, then maybe you should go partner with them. I mean, worst case, buy advertising space on their site. Yes. Uh, Best that would, case, that partner would, with them. Yeah. Right. Get, turn them into an affiliate. You know. Or yeah, uh, an affiliate uh, deal. Or you could be putting content on, uh, uh, doing a content partnership, so that you're able to drive even more traffic. Because sometimes they they won't really care to be in an affiliate program, and they they don't mind if you're uh, advertising. Uh, but their big thing may be, well, we just need more content, and and that way we can. Um, drive even more traffic from that site because we know that traffic's going to keep converting. It's going to keep making us more and more money. Awesome. Okay. So leads are one of the things that we look like we look for on our dashboard. What else do we look for, Tim? Oh gosh. Uh, I know we can't go everything because the dashboard, I mean, what does the dashboard have? Hundreds of different categories that you're looking at or yeah, you know, you're looking at all your expenses, right? You need to know, uh, and a lot of a lot of us, as we as we get bigger and more successful, you know, we start making more money. Our expenses go up because and that's we don't, not necessarily a bad thing, by the way. Not not necessarily. If you but, let it get out of control, it could be a good thing. But like for example, a good example would be that I let my expense for my server go up because my traffic increased, and I had to have my server expense go up. Right. Th- those those things are uh, investments in into your business. But some things are like, ah, you know, I, I kind of like uh, th- this, this ebook sounds good for my business. You know, I could learn this thing and, and maybe, maybe it'll be useful, but I don't really have time to read it right now. So I'm just going to buy it and then stick it in and, and eventually I'll get to it. 
and then you forget end up forgetting because it's not sitting on your desk or on your bookshelf you end up forgetting that you even have it and that is, so that's like an expense that just drained money okay, from your business okay i'm guilty of that one yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like, okay. Or, you know, Hey, that, that's an awesome WordPress design. I'm going to buy that WordPress design, but I don't actually have a need for it. I'm not going to implement it into a particular project. And, and so that just drains money from your business. And, and though, but you, you won't pay attention because ah, you know, it's only, it's only 50 bucks here. It's only 70 bucks there. And, and you're not paying attention to the fact that it's not, contributing to your, to your business or, or to your personal satisfaction, really. Yeah. Other, other than getting that, you know, instant feel good of, oh, I just bought this thing that I might use in the future. Some, you know, maybe. Uh, so if you track that kind of stuff and you actually look at those expenses and go, oh, look, my, my miscellaneous account is now uh, so big. I need to start breaking it down to where's all that miscellaneous going. Yeah, I this is probably something I'm not super uh, super good about. I I feel like my expenses are pretty low and at the end of the month the the dollar amount, the total dollar amount going to expenses is fairly low because I keep a simple thing. I mean, one of the biggest expenses you can have uh, also investments, not just an expense, but investment is labor, is, you know, employees. And because I'm a one-man show and I don't have any other employees other than myself, uh you know, the expenses are pretty are fairly low. You know, plus I don't have a lot of recurring type of expenses, you know, where it's billed out every single month. Right. And and that's why a lot of these things kind of sneak up on us as business owners uh, where, oh, I, you know, I paid this this month and, and I bought this this month. And 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 then, you know, uh, but at the end of the year, you go, oh, my gosh, I spent fourteen thousand dollars on all these miscellaneous items. Yeah. I was surprised how much I spent last year on software. At the end of the year, I looked it up, you know, just with upgrades. You know, it might be $800 to to upgrade the Adobe suite, right? So you get that and then you get something else and all these plugins and, you know, uh, uh, you know multi-site licenses for Flash players. It all adds up. So at the end of the year, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I spent a ton of money last year on software. It's crazy. Yeah, and and a lot of us uh, because our you know when we get successful, and that that's usually where it really th- those expenses really start to creep in is when we start making more money, and there's a large gap between the amount of money we're making and the amount of money we're spending, that a lot of these miscellaneous expenses can slip in there, and they don't and and we we haven't been paying attention and we haven't even tracked to find out well did it actually improve my business. One of the things that I've been uh, that I've been sort of living by to make sure that my expenses are in check, and you have to tell me what you think of this, Tim. But but I have sort of adopted this philosophy, and I heard this from somebody else that I that I make the investment in something that I accept the expense when I feel like this is debilitating not having this. Like it's something that's been debilitating not just once but twice. It's really hurt me not having this. And uh, and this is one of the reasons why I don't do a lot of investing in like new web design and stuff like that. I mean, my, my website design's basically been the same for years, you know, uh, where even though I might be sick of looking at it, it's basically been the same for years because my business is succeeding and I don't, I don't think my website design has been debilitating to me. You know, um, there's other things that'd be niceties. It would be great if I had this or if I had that, but it's not really debilitating 
going without it and I've managed and it's not really costing me a lot of time or money and things are succeeding without it. So I'm going to continue to go without it. You see what I'm saying? So right. it becomes, it becomes my test is, is this something I can live without and without it causing either time or money for me, can I live without it? And am I succeeding without it? And if so, yeah, then I really don't need to make the change, you know? Right. I'm not in constant pursuit of a better email provider, for example. You know, I made that decision. It's succeeding fine. And so I'm not looking for new and better and more expensive email, you know, software. Yeah. And, and that, that's the thing is like we, we get things that work. And, and as human beings, we tend to get bored with them. And then that, that's usually why we end up buying new things. And if, if you, if you actually start managing your business based upon what is actually going to, um, give you more freedom or, or give you a better capital, uh, return. So uh, you, you need to know what your return on investment is in things. So th- I think most of the dashboard outside of like tracking your sales, uh, uh, your sales funnel, it comes down to really tracking expenses where, where you need to know, well, I spent, uh, uh, $500 on this software. Okay. Did that, did that software return at least $500 back to me, you know, uh, did it uh, or will it, you know, uh, if you can figure out how to track the uh, track items like that, how will it increase my productivity? So I increase productivity. That means uh, now I'm not spending so much time on this one uh, task. I'm able to put more effort somewhere else. So in, in that respect, it did give me a return on investment. And uh, so, so there's, there's a lot of those, a lot of those factors. So I I've worked with a lot of companies and, and they'll, they'll spend money on all sorts of things, uh, with, as long as there's a promise that, that they're going to make money. And the, the yellow pages was always like the biggest thing because you end up paying the yellow pages. You're locked into one year with them and, and you spend say, um, Anywhere from a few hundred bucks a month to to as much as uh, four or five, uh, even in in some cities like ten thousand dollars a month for a yellow page ad, and you can it, it's almost impossible to test your yellow page ad because it's in there for an entire year. You can't compare it to other other yellow pages without uh, another gigantic investment, and then people don't track the leads coming from their yellow pages or, or in, in the case of, uh, online businesses, they're advertising. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm tracking my, uh, ad, my AdWords ads, you know, I'm out doing that. I'm tracking that, but I've got these banner ads sitting on uh, two dozen blogs out there and I haven't really tracked, you know, cause it's only 20 bucks a month. So, you know, it's not really worth my time to track. Well, uh, you've got 10 sites at 20 bucks a month, you're spending $200 a month and, and you don't even know if you're making any money from that. And that's a, that's a real, I mean, as you say this, I'm thinking to myself and I imagine other people are, are probably thinking something similar. And that is, this sounds like a lot of work to know all this information. You know, I, I picture myself sitting at a spreadsheet and looking at, you know, a category on a, profit and loss and then putting it into the spreadsheet and then putting something else in the spreadsheet. It sounds like it's, you know, days worth of data gathering to put it all in one summary thing for this dashboard. 
So well, how a do lot, you? A lot it- of the times, there's software that actually does a lot of those different things. So, so you you're you're going to have have that in in some cases. In some cases, you're not. You're uh, you're you're going to have to say put in tr- a little tracking elements on on the ads that you're doing. Because like some blogs or something out there, other small sites in your niche are not going to have. Uh, they're not going to be part of an ad network. They may not even be uh, connected with Google AdSense. So you can't like use the uh, content network to advertise on their site. So you um, you end up you know just buying a little space on their site and, and you provide them the banner and everything. So maybe you need to set up affiliate tracking. Uh, do it do it the 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 cheap way and set up affiliate tracking so that. Anytime anyone clicks on that particular ad, it shows up in your affiliate software. If somebody buys, if there's a conversion, or, or if even, somebody or clicks, or a click, yeah, right? that's true. So, so you can see if they clicked, so you can know how uh, how many people clicked, because uh, uh, the the person that site should give you analytics on uh, how often those pages, uh, the uh, how many page views they got. Uh, so you can say, okay, there was a thousand page views that month and I got, uh, five clicks in that month. And out of those five clicks, I got one to buy, you know, that that's, that's actually a great conversion rate. So, uh, and it, and it made me, uh, a $5 in profit. So, so should I continue advertising with this person? Well, yeah, as, as long as you're making a profit might as well. And sometimes we don't really know that stuff because we don't have it in front of us. You know, right. am I am I making a profit? What is my profit? What is my actual expense? You know, all this stuff. And and as you said, like yes, it sounds like a lot of work. And and well, business is. I mean, business is a lot of work if you want to be successful at it. Uh, you can. The internet's made certain things easier to skate on, and and. So we're able to just not pay too much attention because the expenses are so low uh, with, you know, uh, hosting is relatively cheap. Uh, you've got a domain name and WordPress is free. And, and so you're creating this content and you're selling your, and you're sp- spending like 3% on your, uh, for PayPal's fees uh, for, uh, for your products. So you, you've got, this really low, all these really low expenses. So it makes it easy to be lazy and not, not pay attention. But if you're really trying to grow a real business and not just make money online, but an actual business, then you need to know how your business is functioning. Is it, is it healthy? Is your business actually healthy? Is it growing? And, and if, if so, how is it growing? Cause maybe if you find that out of all the things you're doing to make your business grow, there's three places that make up uh, 90% of all your income, then those are the three, uh, three areas of your business that you should put more effort into and drop the you know, dozen of other things that you're doing that, that make up the, the other 10%. You know, it's like that whole 80-20 principle. You know, 80% of your results come from 20% of your effort. Now, do you actually have a recommendation for dashboard software? Because I, I, the whole time we were talking, I was picturing an Excel spreadsheet. But well, most, well, most people, that's what they use. 
Okay. And, and, it, and it's really that simple. I mean, you, uh, you set up a spreadsheet where you've got uh, something that tracks your, your leads. Uh, you, you can have a spreadsheet that tracks your profit and loss. You can have uh, a spreadsheet that uh, – so you can have all these different things in, say, a spreadsheet. Or, or you can leave them in their separate, uh, separate uh, areas. There, there are there are some vendors out there, but no one I can uh, that I know well enough that I could actually say, uh, you know, at least try it out. Uh, but you can use you can use your um, if you're say a quick a QuickBooks user. I'm not. I don't actually like QuickBooks, but if you're a QuickBooks user, you can. It has a lot of the things that is that you need in there. Uh, so you can see if you use it correctly and get it set up correctly, then it can be a very valuable tool. Uh, some things as simple as like using, um, what is it, Outright uh, or even um, Mint, like, uh, Mint, like uh, Mint or, yeah. uh, you know, so even with Mint, you can use Mint to track like a lot of your business expenses and stuff, even though it's meant for personal expenses. You can put your business accounts in it. Yeah, it totally uh, works for me. I mean, it's all, it, business expenses, personal expenses. I mean, the important thing is it's tracking. So I have two different Mint accounts. One's for my personal finances and the other one's for my business finances. Makes it real easy. Right. So you can just look at uh, look easily on a graph and say, oh, okay, uh, I, I spent more this this month. And and what what was it that I spent that money on? And is that going to make things better? Uh, some people... Will take their uh, look at their analytics. They're not tracking. Uh, they're not using tracking codes or something. So now that makes things a little more manual. You have to uh, take a look at it and actually bust out a calculator or something to find out what your actual conversion rates are. Um, you know, you, you look at your uh, a web. You know, say you're using Aweber and you see how many people opted in that month, and divide. You know, you may have to divide that out per day uh, or um, or you have to track by putting people onto particular lists and seeing if those people convert into sales. So the the less software you're using, the more manual it becomes. But you should still start the tracking process as soon as possible. It, the other thing is a lot of the services that we use actually have their own dashboards for those services built in. Like I'm thinking of Google AdWords right now, where when I log into Google AdWords, I see a dashboard that shows all of my most important stuff I want to know all on one page. So it doesn't tell me my whole business, but it tells me how my AdWords pay-per-click stuff is going. It tells me what keywords are doing well. It tells me what ads are doing well. It tells me you know, what my conversion rate is and how much I'm making per conversion and how much I'm paying per, per conversion. It tells me all that stuff. And that's just you know, Google AdWords. And then I have another dashboard set up at Google Analytics. When I log into Google Analytics, I mean, the first thing you see is a dashboard that shows you a big overview of what's going on in your analytics account you know, for, each, for each of the different websites. And, uh, you know, some of, one of the things I track different things based on what it is I'm trying to do right now. Like not too long ago, I started doing some SEO techniques with my website. So one of the things I'm tracking is to see how many, what, what kind of a number of increase in visitors I'm getting on a monthly basis now from search engines, you know, now that I've been working on search engine stuff, because search engines, you know, that, that's the whole SEO thing is pretty new to me. I've only been doing it for less than a year. And I've only really been doing it, like trying to build SEO stuff into my website for a few months. Um, and I've already seen a big result. I mean, big results from that. 
Yeah, that's 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 the thing. You need to find all these different ways of tracking, and you may just you may just open up uh, once a month. You may just open up the the disparate programs that you have, and take and take a look at it. That may be the case where you need to uh, import that information into an an Excel file. And, and that way, you, uh, and so you may actually have to pay somebody to set up a, a proper spreadsheet for you so that you're a, uh, so that it works, uh, in compiling all this different data in a way that you can visually look at it and know, you know, you know, are my sales going up or are they going down? You know, that, that's like the, that's like the, the main thing, right? You know, is, are, is my profit increasing or staying the same or is my profit going down? You know, those are the things that we, you know, have to see at the, at the baseline, but then there's all those other things that make up your decisions that will help whether or not you're, you know, making more money or not. Uh, So, uh, you know, I learned this concept from uh, Eben Pagan uh, several years ago and, and his, in his company, they actually programmed their own dashboard because they couldn't find anything out there that would do all the different things they needed. And that was one of the things when I started looking for a, a dashboard for my own business was that, well, it, certain things you have to track and everybody has certain things in common. But there's other there's uh, we all have personal preferences as to what we want to track, what we find is more important in our business. Because sometimes it's not whether or not profits going up, but are you getting more time? Yeah, uh, yeah. Put time on there on the dashboard, right? Uh, uh, are you able to take uh, weeks off per year, or maybe even months off per year, and your profits stay the same? You know, so that means uh, are are my investments in automation paying off? Are my investments in human resources paying off? Uh, you know, you have all these various things that you need to track and it may be that you're looking for time and not uh, profit. So let's sum this up. I, I guess, you know, we started by talking about the business dashboard and how important it is and why you'd want to have it to like, if we're going to conclude this, I mean, obviously we're not going to go through every little thing, but uh, that goes on that dashboard. But I guess the big the big summary is it's important to have it so that you know where you are. You know, one other thing is, uh, I know this is, I'm, I, what I'm doing right now is I'm just talking as I think of things. And this is something I just thought of. And that is that for me, looking at my numbers really made a big difference for me when I realized that looking at the numbers alone doesn't really tell me much, but looking at them in context and the most useful context for me is time frames. So one month, versus a previous month, or one month now versus um, the same month a year ago, or this quarter versus the previous quarter, or this day versus all days that I've had in the past. When you look at things in relative to previous time periods, to me, that's one of the most, one of the best ways to look at numbers is within the context of how does this time period compare to a previous time period. And for those, for those people out there who are the creative types like I'm not a numbers person. Well, I'm not really a numbers person either, but I understand how important this is that I need to be able to read the numbers. I'm, uh, I may not be the person sitting down and you know doing my accounting and, and doing my bookkeeping, but I need to be able to look at those numbers and know what they mean. 
because that that's the part that's important. It's not the the person uh, doing the labor of putting these things together. It's it's actually knowing what they mean, and you have to be numbers literate uh, to be able to do that. And and with this concept of a dashboard, we're not giving. Obviously, in this, we're not giving a dashboard. We're telling you, you need to build one. You need to put the things in front of you that you need to know to run your business. You need to look at your marketing and your sales funnel. You need to track the leads, the sales, your conversions, your return on investment. If you spend money for advertising, what do you get back in return? If you're, uh, uh, you need to look at your financials and see if your expenses are getting out of hand. And getting out of hand may may not be that it's uh, that expensive, like you like you were saying, Izzy. Oh yeah, I spent money on these things, but my expenses are really low. Well, yeah, but maybe if you hadn't spent money on certain items, that money could now be used for buying time or investing in something that would give me even more time. Right, uh, or or more profit uh, uh, instead of instead of that, uh, like oh, I, I spent five hundred dollars on the software. Could I have used that five hundred dollars and bought uh, bought advertising and made uh, three thousand dollars? Okay, now, so what you're trying to do basically is just give me a, this massive guilt trip. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, you know, this actually, this dashboard, this instrument panel concept, it, it, it goes back to a conversation I was having with my father uh, this last week. We're, we're jumping on an airplane. He was telling me, uh, he was reminding me that he had a pilot's license. And I remember this. My dad uh, got a pilot's license back when I was in high school. And, uh, and he got what's called IFR rated, which is, I don't know what IFR is, but I know it's somebody who looks at an instrument panel and can fly the plane just by looking at the instrument panel. That's my understanding. Actually, I'm talking about something I'm not an expert on, but I think that's what it <laughs> means. And so, and then we were talking, you know, he said, you know, instead of jumping on this flight, we, I could have, I still have my license. We could have just booked a plane and flown and been there by now. And I, and I thought to myself, you know, actually what I said to him was, yeah, but small planes are dangerous compared to these bigger ones. They're more dangerous. He goes, yeah, that's true. But did you know that the vast majority of the small planes crash because of people that are overly confident about heading into bad weather? So they become, they head into bad weather, they become disoriented and they don't know how to fly just based on the instrument panel. They're, what they're doing is looking out their windshield and and they think that they're headed a direction they're not headed, or they think they're, you know, heading straight where they're actually decline, you know, descending and heading into the ground or heading into a mountain or something like that. So, so when they head into the storm, they don't have the proper perspective because they don't know how to read their instrument panel. Does this give you chills about how directly this applies? Yeah, yeah. it's it's a perfect analogy. Yeah, for how people actually run their businesses. They're looking out, they're looking at a windshield that's clouded instead of looking at their instrument panel and and knowing for a fact where they are. And that is why a business dashboard is so important. <laughs> That's perfect. I don't have anything more to say about this. What do you think, Tim? Uh, I think we're probably going to end up making a program inside our membership site. Uh, maybe, maybe even do this as a webinar or something to open it up, where we actually go through specific things to track and and show people how to actually craft a dashboard. Uh, I think that's probably where we need to go with this idea. Okay, so we just started talking about it. Now we're talking about developing content that really goes in depth. You know, that'll actually preemptively answer some of the questions that we're going to end up getting. You know, 
Yeah, because uh, there there's so many there's so many things to know about the financials and the numbers of your business that you know, there's just no way we could you know cover that in a single a single episode. Well, hopefully the information in this is. Uh, as a listener has helped you help sort of spark inspiration in you and giving you some ideas on the kinds of things that you might be interested in tracking and keeping track of um, and put on your dashboard. And then if you want more, if you, if you feel like, Oh no, I need more information, just keep an eye on the website. Cause it sounds like we're going to be putting something together for it. In the meantime, enjoy your foolish adventure. Thanks for listening to Foolish Adventure. If you found this information helpful and want more like it, please visit foolishadventure.com. Do you have specific questions you'd like us to answer? Leave a comment on the website. Who knows? Maybe we'll create a whole show to answer it. Also, we have a voicemail line where you can ask questions. The number is 480-331-4695. 